Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host and my good friend, Devin. And today, we're going to be going to infinity and beyond, as we are going to be talking about Pixar's latest film, which is titled Lightyear. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com. For any movie-related questions, um, <laughs> Devin, how the heck are you? Doing good? To infinity and beyond and infinity and beyond. <laughs> to infinity and beyond, take two. I ran into a bit of uh, technical difficulties on our side, but worry not, we're back. So, Devin, uh, good week all around, just hanging out, you know, chilling, went to the gym. Yeah, watched, watched Spiderhead last night. With uh, with my dad and sister. It was all right. Just one of those where the concept is better than the execution. So it's kind of like the Adam Project where the concept was there. It, like it was. Yeah. The, yeah. I definitely do want to check it out uh, for sure. But you've been catching up on Barry. I have. Yeah, I have uh, the last few episodes to watch. I heard the finale is pretty mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to. I, I need to start watching it again. I've actually been playing, just diving back into the video game realm, you know, getting my feet wet. It's been a while, so I've been playing uh, Plague Tale Innocence on uh, my PS5. Uh, really good stuff. You know, it's a very short story, you know, nothing too crazy. Yeah, I've been meaning to to play that one before the new one comes out. I, I recently dove back into Fallen Order since a sequel got announced for that. See, I still have to play that all around, and I do have it on my Xbox, so I might pop that in after. But I've also had an itch to start replaying um, uh, the remake of Final Fantasy VII on my PS5. But I think I might go towards Jedi Fallen Order because that is a game I've been wanting to kind of just dive into when I just haven't yet. But um, I believe A Plague Tale Innocence, it's no more than like 8 or 10 hours or something like that. So I don't know how far I am. Like I don't want to like check to see how many like chapters there are because then it'll like ruin it for me but Devin oh Devin are you ready to get into this review are you ready to go infinity and beyond part two part two take two all right ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after this introduction to Lightyear Buzz Lightyear mission log stardate 3901 after a full year of being marooned our first hyperspeed test flight is a go who are you talking to Uh, no one you were narrating again. I was not. Just doing the mission log. You do know no one ever listens to the. I know that. Narrating helps me focus. Ready, Captain Lightyear? Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This is exciting. A new adventure. I'm going to grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity. And beyond. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard a little snippet of the Lightyear trailer that is directed by Angus McLean and written by Angus McLean as well as Jason Hedley and Matthew Aldrich and stars Kiki Palmer, Chris Evans, Pete Sone, and Taika Waititi. And the story is as follows. While spending years attempting to return home, Varun's space ranger Buzz Lightyear encounters an army of ruthless robots commanded by Zerg who are attempting to steal his fuel source. So that is like the standard definition of this movie. I know there's a lot of confusion for people out there about what this movie is. Uh, in short terms, it's... It's the movie that Andy went to go see in 1995 about Buzz Lightyear, and that's what kind of prompted him or to beg his parents to buy Buzz Lightyear the toy. So that's literally what it's about. And that's why the the toy is voiced by Tim Allen, but the actual Buzz Lightyear is Chris Evans. Because usually for toys, you're not going to get the the real voice. And and fun fact, they, they share a birthday. So they are they are really both light year. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I like I like that a lot. A lot of negative feedback on this movie because of that, but also in you know it's it's not doing super well in the box office, unfortunately. Uh, Devin, you have those numbers for me? Yeah, it's unfortunate. It feels like Disney is really not putting Pixar in the best position to succeed lately, especially when it comes to putting their movies in theaters. Obviously, Turning Red and Soul and Luca over the last three movies that came out from Pixar all went straight to Disney+. Plus. Soul, we both agree, makes sense. It was during the pandemic. That definitely should have been a Disney Plus movie. But then Luca and Turning Red really, should, we feel like, should have gone to theaters. And now with Lightyear actually coming to theaters, they put it like sandwiched in between like the two biggest dad movies of the year on Father's Day weekend. It's got... Top Gun and Jurassic World is competition, and it really just kind of feels like it hurt their their chances. But um, they ended up making around fifty million at the box office this weekend, which I think came in second behind Jurassic World. It's not uh, it's not like a bomb or anything. It's just not really numbers that you would expect from a Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not Pixar numbers. Um, you would think, given the discord that people are talking about this, that it is like, you know, bombing all around. They're like, oh my God, what happened? But I do agree with you there, Devin. Um, I do feel as if uh, Disney has somewhat failed Pixar when it comes to their theatrical releases, because Luca and turning red would have been fantastic to see in theaters. I get wanting to put buzz Lightyear or Lightyear um, in theaters because, you know, it is based off of a established uh, franchise of toy story. And I totally, totally get that, but it's something's just not really sitting right. I think they accidentally shot themselves in the foot because there might be a lot of people out there thinking, Oh, you know, we had soul come out on Disney plus, you know, we kind of already talked about that dealing with the pandemic, but you know, they also see, they, they understand that. Okay. Yeah. Soul was coming out during the pandemic, but then you also released Luca and turning red on Disney plus, And it starts to set like this precedence, this example of, Hey, you know, we're going to be moving all of our Pixar movies to the streaming service. And I think that's another reason as to why people probably thought 
that Lightyear was coming to Disney Plus. And it's like just a normal person who, you know, isn't in the know as much as we are, doesn't really pay attention to what these studios do on a on a weekly basis, really. It, you know, they probably just thought that, hey, you know, it's it's coming to Disney Plus. You know, they have these previous uh installments on Disney Plus and I can just watch it at home with my family. That's not really what happened. So that might be one of the reasons as to why, but um, one of the more logical reasons as to why there's some pretty stupid reasons about the uh, same sex um, situation. But I mean, it is what it is. I think people just really need to grow up and uh, kind of just accept it for what it is. But uh, I'm going to throw it over to Devin so we can give his initial reactions to Lightyear. Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah, this was definitely an interesting one. It was kind of difficult one to to digest coming from a, a reviewer's perspective, just because you're going to a theater and you're seeing a Pixar movie. It's it's going to look like amazing because Pixar continues to push the the envelope and and improve their their visuals year after year. When you think that it can't get any better, but they just keep pushing the boundaries of animation, and it it really shows in this movie. It's a beautiful looking movie. Um, got a great voice cast here. Some some good um, acting from Chris Evans, Kiki Palmer, Taika Waititi, of course. But then it just kind of feels like the story falls flat for this one. Um, there's a couple of choices they make that really don't land, especially the big twist for this movie. It just doesn't really work for me, and it it also just doesn't really make much sense in the grand scheme of things, especially um, with the history of Toy Story and, and everything they've they've already established. Um, overall, it, it was it was all right. Like I said, the story really, really for a Pixar movie just isn't up to par, especially compared to the other Toy Story movies. It really is the bottom of the list for there. Definitely the the fifth ranked Toy Story property movie, I guess you could say. Yeah, I would have to agree. When it comes to Toy Story movies, um, it's definitely the the worst one in in terms of storytelling, in terms of you know, the aesthetics, it looks so beautiful. Like, I honestly think this is probably one of their best looking movies, probably since Coco or even uh, Inside Out for Pixar. But yeah, in terms of story, like I said, it, it's, it doesn't really hold up. Uh, as far as my initial reactions go, I, I thought that it was fun. Like, it was really great to, you know, hear Chris Evans, you know, he really is like a a dual actor because there's a lot of you know standard just like hollywood actors who are terrible at voice uh at, at voice acting but chris evans really knocks it out of the park kiki palmer and him really have like like amazing chemistry um of course you know talk about tv coming through he just makes the film all the better um with his performance but um yeah a lot of it just comes from the story where I mean, at first I was, it's, it's a very simple story for sure, 
But after a while, it kind of well, the the main plot, and we'll get into spoilers here in a second. The main plot was very. Um, it, it I felt like it could have been something more, and I felt like they would have been in more danger. There are a lot of really like touching moments. You know, Pixar tries to hit you there in the feels. Um, at times, I feel like it does work, especially towards the beginning. But that's about it when it comes to Hawthorne and Lightyear. Yeah, it kind of peaks there. It definitely peaks there. And I just, I don't know. I mean, so accidentally <laughs> for me, I, I ran into a bit of a uh, a pickle here. So I went to go see the movie. You know, it showed at like th- uh, two o'clock my time, one like on Saturday. And I walk into the theater. And then, like, everyone has these glasses on. I was like, huh. And I didn't realize that I booked myself for the real D, like the 3D version of Lightyear instead of the standard digital version. So, of course, naturally, I got my glasses, put them on. Um, It was a bit jarring at first because it's been a while since I've seen a quote-unquote 3D movie. But after a while, my eyes did adjust. So it, it it was okay. But I... I'm not, I don't think that really hindered my experience because, like I said, it only took maybe like two to three minutes for my eyes to kind of adjust to what was going on. But other than that, like it was cool. Not a lot of like random pop up stuff. So, yeah, I did not read <laughs> to begin with when it came to uh, uh, booking my ticket. But um, yeah, there's just a lot to be desired. I mean, I think the, uh, the side characters for the most part, especially Hawthorne's. Um, granddaughter wow losing myself here especially hawthorne's granddaughter um who was voiced by kiki palmer um i i thought i thought it was okay it's just it didn't really hit me in the feels as much as i'd like to and honestly when it comes to pixar movies nowadays um unfortunately i mean i i like more of the older pixar movies but as of like within recent years it really i've i've gravitated way more towards uh studio ghibli which um, it's kind of like the, I guess you can say like the, the Japanese equivalent to, uh, Pixar movies because those movies are very, very phenomenal. And uh, I mean, you know, a lot of more fantasy mystical elements and whatnot, but that would probably be the closest studio I would even compare Pixar to like even Disney animation studios is fine. But I mean, this is Pixar we're talking about. I mean, right now it's sitting, uh, the movie light year is sitting at a 76 percent for uh critics uh on rotten tomatoes and an 85 percent score for audience which is kind of where i felt like it was going to land it seems that you know the audience really really likes this but there's just something missing in this movie and i think it's just the the plot twist itself so we're actually going to get into spoilers here um ladies and gentlemen just to let you guys know so and that is your first spoiler warning for Lightyear again. That is your second spoiler warning for Lightyear. So if you haven't seen the movie, definitely turn back, go watch it, come back and finish listening to the rest of our episode. So we're just going to get into spoilers here because I feel like that is where the the main issue of this um, of this movie lies. I mean, it's it's not the cat. <laughs> the cat's great. <laughs> yeah, Socks. Socks stole the show. Yeah, Socks definitely stole the show. I absolutely loved like every single bit of Socks. I'm trying to. Oh, it was Peter uh, Sound who voiced Socks. Okay, 
So that that's nice to know. Beep, beep, bop, boop, beep. <laughs> nice little uh, AI companion there. But so as far as spoilers go, um, so we kind of know through Toy Story 2 how they, I'm not sure if you remember this part where um, Buzz meets Zerg for the first time, the toy version of Zerg. Yeah, the Star Wars joke. Yeah, and the, yeah, the whole Star Wars joke where he's like, "No, Buzz, I'm your father." I thought that was canon, <laughs> like because we never you would think, yeah. But unfortunately, the, the big twist of this movie, Zerg is in this movie, um, but it's not who you voiced by Josh or James Brolin, I should say. Josh's dad. Yeah, yeah, James Brolin for sure. Thank, thank you for that for that uh, correction there. Um, so we we then find out that Zerg is actually just. Buzz Lightyear um, from a different timeline. Pretty dumb. And he's he's super old. So that's that's who Zerg is in this film. They also ne- just never explain how that's even possible. Yeah, I would say I mean for for a runtime of a movie that's what one hour and like around forty minutes. I thought that was pretty a pretty weak twist. And I think I think the worst the worst part of it is they tried to try to make it make sense by saying that the robot companions call him Zerg because they can't say buzz. What? But like that, that made no sense at all. Like he said, they said that when they tried to say buzz, Zerg came out. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's, I think, I think for a guy who built his own suits and built these robots, he should be able to program them to say buzz instead of Zerg. They they had this twist before they had the story done and they tried to fit the story around the twist and it just does not work. Do you do you think that's what happened or like do you just Yeah, I think so. I I feel as though may I mean you might be onto something there. It's just yeah, I I still that's like the number one thing was with the twist. I was like, "Okay, so how and why are there two Buzz Lightyears?" They, they don't explain anything so that you're pretty much just left to to imagine Oh, the reason is because space is weird. Yeah, I, I guess so. It's just, I mean, it's very unfortunate because, you know, you, you have uh, Hawthorne's granddaughter who is voiced by Kiki Palmer, who's, uh, which is Izzy. Um, I can't remember. Who, is it Aduba who voices um, Hawthorne, like Buzz Lightyear's like good friends? Yeah. It is, okay, so on Rotten Tomatoes... <laughs> It says Chris Evans, Buzz Lightyear, uh, Taika Waititi, Morrison, Voice, uh, Kiki Palmer, Izzy, you know, Izzy Hawthorne. And then for James Brolin, uh, it just says Voice. <laughs> for Uzo uh, Aduba, it just says Voice. <laughs> like, great, great job, Rotten Tomatoes. Gotta love them there. But, yeah, so I, I thought Uzo did a great job of playing, you know, uh, Commander Hawthorne. I'll just call her that just to make it a little bit easier. But it just, uh, I don't know. Like, obviously, when she died, that, that was very sad when, you know, Buzz has, you know, messed up everything that he can to, you know, he's trying to fly them home. He wrecks their ship in the process. And then the entire movie is just him trying to test time travel or um, light speed in order for them to get home safely. But then in the process, you know, humans start colonizing this planet and everyone kind of is just okay with staying there and you know living out their lives and whatnot but and i thought that was a nice you know like how determined buzz lightyear was in order to get everybody home but it's kind of like after 
you know, uh, Commander Hawthorne passes away. Um, you can kind of bring Izzy into the mix and she's not like her grandmother whatsoever, but it's, I don't know. What, what, what do you think about that dynamic? Like how they tried to pull off the Izzy Buzz Lightyear type situation. Cause I feel like it didn't work as well as I thought it was going to like, it's, they just never, I feel like they had like maybe one nice moment about Izzy's grandmother, but like, that's about it. Yeah. I agree with you there. I mean, I liked like what they tried to do as far as kind of bridging generations and just seeing the differences between the two, but it, it was just okay. Um, overall the side characters all were fine. Um, but it's just that story that just didn't really come together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately it's, it's all these, I mean, Pixar makes really, really great stories. I mean, as far as like, I guess like ranking wise goes, I mean, I guess this is more on the bottom tier. I mean, kind of, I kind of hate to say that, but, um, I think the good dinosaur had more of a, a better message, but I don't really know what the message of this movie was. Um, I guess you could say it's don't give up. Yeah. That type of situation. I mean, the only person who really didn't live like an entire life on this planet was buzz because he was so busy about trying to, you know, fix his mistakes. But I feel like that's not a, a strong enough reason, even if they were to make, you know, even if since they did have, you know, another Buzz Lightyear, like as playing as Zerg, it's like, give us some backstory. Like, I mean, we kind of understand where he came from a little bit, but not enough to sympathize with them instead of just saying, oh, like I need to fix what I've done. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know why there's two Buzz Lightyears. It was very, very weird. Obviously, you know, one's the evil version, one's the good version. Um, but I feel like this whole movie was like way way too simplistic especially for pixar like i think one of the more complicated movies would have to be like inside out but like even that movie i feel like a children a child could understand or just anyone but this one i i, I don't think there's like a real message it's kind of just oh buzz lightyear learns that izzy isn't like her grandmother and never will be even though you know, Izzy wants to be a space ranger, but she's afraid of going into space, which is a valid fear. Like astrophobia is very, very valid. Yeah, that scene was cool where she had to go into space to save Buzz mm. because space is scary. Yeah, there's no up, there's no down. You're just floating forever. And if you and if you miss, you're gone. Yeah, that's the sucky part. <laughs> But yeah, overall, I mean, I like I, said, I mean, talk about TD did a great job too. I think he brought a lot of life to the to the film. But it's just you know he was he was a funny guy for sure. But I mean, the the ragtag group of people, I mean, they're they're kind of forgettable to be honest. Honestly, I think Socks the Cat was probably like the biggest star of this entire movie. I mean, Chris Evans did a phenomenal job. I'm not even knocking his performance, but like. It's just socks really stuck out more to me than like any other character, but that's just my two cents on it. So, uh, is there anything else you wanted to um, bring up before we get into our ratings and scores? Yeah, I think we covered it all. Um, I'll I'll give my score. I'm, I'm I think I'm sitting around like like a sixty overall. It's not it's definitely not bad by any means, but it's really at the end of the day pretty forgettable and. Mm -hmm. 
definitely has its issues, especially for the the quality that you expect from Pixar. Yeah, and not even just from aesthetics, obviously, um, from more of a just just of like I me mean, pick Pixar is better than this. Like, I mean, and we've seen it. Like Luca was insanely sad, but like it taught you know teaches kids and just people in general a, like a really good lesson. Like the moral of the story especially turning red was like phenomenal. And I feel like, like I said before, I feel like Disney bet on the wrong horse. They, um, they definitely just, I, I feel like they dropped the ball. Like, I mean, I understand their reasoning. Like, like I said before, you know, like this is, you know, it's light year, you know, it's based off a of toy story, you know, it, and I, I get that. And I liked the reasoning as to, Oh, you know, we literally get to see this movie through Andy's eyes as to, okay, I see why Andy was so obsessed with Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, the idea all makes sense. It's just the execution. Yeah, the execution was so weak. And I'm like, I it kind of just makes me a little annoyed because we could have gotten Luca and Turning Red in theaters and people would have loved it. I mean, I'm I'm really glad that more people were probably able to see it on Disney Plus, but I mean eventually just like every other Disney property movie, it's eventually going to hit that streaming service. And I don't think a lot of people know that. And I don't think Disney does a great job of relaying that to, um, to its audience. I mean, obviously, like I said before, you know, we're more so in the know than others because we keep up with this type of news on a weekly basis. But I mean, if you were to ask like, you know, your dad or maybe your sister would know, um, you know, if I ask like my sister or just like, I don't know, someone random, like in my neighborhood or some random guy on the streets, like, Hey, it's like, do you know what Lightyear is? And what, whatever, whatever. Or like, do you have Disney plus what all that stuff? But I feel like they could do a better job of marketing it. Um, when it comes to, uh, releasing these films, um, on Disney plus, but again, they, they shot themselves in the foot. When it came to uh, this situation, especially with Soul, I'm not Soul, excuse me, with Luca and for uh, Turning Red. So uh, as far as my score goes really quick, um, I would I'd give it like a, I mean, I gave it like three out of five stars on, on uh, Letterboxd. I just give it like a solid 70. Like it, it was okay. I mean, what really like saved it for me was like the Sox performance, Chris Evans performance. Taika Waititi's performance and just the, and the the aesthetic of this movie was like mind blowing. But I feel like I hope that Pixar isn't, you know, I don't want them to go to the route where it's like Star Wars um, Rise of Skywalker, where it's a, one of the it's easily one of the best looking Star Wars movies out there, but it's lacking in storytelling. So and I feel like that's what Lightyear did. But, you know, we kind of I just hope I just hope Disney kind of just learns their lesson or they need to make some kind of like statement just to like, hey, they just need to be more transparent when it comes to this stuff. Because, like I said, I don't think a lot of people knew that this was only in theaters um, due to the past, at least the past two to three movies being on Disney Plus altogether. So it is what it is. But that pretty much concludes our review, our coverage of Pixar's Lightyear. Listeners, if you like what you hear, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast 
on podcast platforms around the internet, your favorite podcast platform, I don't know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, follow us, subscribe to us, and share, share, share an episode with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with the movie lover in need. So really quick, what's coming up next on the podcast for you guys. Um, for those listening, uh, we have our Umbrella Academy Season 3 review that will be dropping on Wednesday, June 22nd. And then we have our Miss Marvel Episode 3 review halfway through that season on June 23rd. And then we have our Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4 through 6, mind you. We're going to be covering Parts 4 through 6 on June 25th. Um, well, actually, that's gonna it's going to be releasing on June 25th. Um, since the season finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi drops on Wednesday alongside of the episode three of Miss Marvel. So I really hope Disney has learned their lesson here because there's a lot of things happening on the 22nd. And I just pray that, you know, this kind of uh, screams like, hey, you know, what are you doing? Let's let's let's, you know, let the week breathe a little bit. You have literally like six other days to drop content doesn't always have to be on a Wednesday. <laughs> but with all that said, we hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day and we'll see you guys later. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple podcast and Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one.